Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, October 26, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing. Addy O.A. Jr. Joining me is LaCroix Poppy himself, a.k.a. Tim Gettys. Happy 23rd birthday to the American release of the PlayStation 2. It was 23 years ago today. I don't know why Bless. I thought you were going to say The Blueprint by Jay-Z. No, <laughs> I was like, oh, no. it's been that long? Somewhere around there. It's been uh, that was 2001. Longer. Yeah, so it's been like 22 years. Yeah, Holy yeah, cow. yeah. So yeah, the PS2 is older than that, which is crazy. How old? So the PS2 you said is what, 21? 23. 23 years yeah, old. Yeah, came out in the year 2000. <sighs> October 26, 2000. That big, beautiful blue box. That makes me feel old. Yeah, it's crazy. I know people it's in chat are like, oh, you're not old, but that makes me feel old. Because yeah, like I remember when that came out. Yeah. It's crazy. It's a lot, man. It came out being in San Francisco when it came out was like extra special because back then it was the Sony Metreon yeah. with the PlayStation Store, so it was like the hub of everything. Like all the news coverage and stuff was was there, and it was like, wow, this is cool. I didn't get one. You ever think about there's been more time passed between now and Super Mario Sunshine than Super Mario Sunshine in the original Super Mario Brothers? I think game? about that way too often. Yeah, way too often. And now we have Insane. Super Mario Wonder. I was thinking about that game a lot recently. Yeah. Mario Wonder. I wonder why. Um, and I was thinking, do you think that they named it that because of the one? Like, I'm sure they named it because of Wonder, Wonder Seed. Like, there's so much magical senses and, uh -huh. like, all that stuff. But did they also do it because, like, it sounds like Super Mario Brothers 1? Like, this is, like, in the same way that there was new Super Mario Brothers, this was, like, trying to, like, get people to think it's, like, the first of a new Step but in that, would, that would then imply that the next one is going to be called Super Mario Brothers Tunder. And I, I can't get behind that. But, but I, I don't even think necessarily it needs to do that. The next one could just be something different. Yeah. Wonder I don't know. I've, one, I, I'm, I'm still rooting for Tunder, though. I myself. well one I <laughs> they went Tunder mm. I the Nintendo's officially the goats yeah. I would yeah I would bow down <laughs> yeah some Doug Bowser be like you did it again you did it, you again. did it again um but also like after playing this game I think I fully expect Super Mario Brothers Wonder two yeah. at least I would be totally down for Super Mario Brothers Wonder two like this was such a delightful shift for two D Mario and like I the fact that every level has a gimmick every level has a uh, a wonder flower that like activates something and like there's something cool happening I love the fact that like Moment to moment, there's something that is making me smile in this game. And I don't want the next 2D Mario to lose that. Like, I think we got one or two more wonders in us before we move on to the next thing. Yeah. I know you might disagree. because No, I mean, my thing is I, 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 uh, I would love it. I want more of this because I, I love it so much. But I hope that the next one's not a wonder too. I hope it's something completely different. Because yeah. I feel like that's what makes Nintendo and 2D Mario special is when it is different. And when they are just like, yo, let's get real creative and wacky with this. It's been, it's rare that Nintendo just follows up one of its Mario games, or any of its games, really, mm -hmm. with just another one. And I feel like the, one of the only examples of that succeeding is Galaxy. But then you look at the new series, and mm, not mm -hmm. so much. Wonder has been making me think about my Mario ranking, mm -hmm. which I've never, I don't think I've ever, like, laid out a full top 10 Mario games. Um, but, like, I think in terms of 2D Mario, 
probably my third favorite. Like yeah. I think after three and then World, I think I'm probably gonna put Wonder for myself. And then like if I was to include three Mario's and stuff, like I think Wonder might be battling it out with Galaxy for me. Dang, that's nuts. Like yeah, in yeah. terms of placement, I like. I mean, Odyssey, I have above Galaxy, which I don't know if that's a hot take or not. I just love. Odyssey. I feel like I don't think it's a hot take. I think it's a it's it's a take. Yeah, it's a respectable take. Yeah, like, I feel like I I can see the argument for it. I'm think, just I'm just somebody who I value the openness of it so much, right? Yeah. Like I like being able to explore and discover new things and like have the open levels. I Odyssey prefer, or Wonder. Odyssey or Wonder? Odyssey. Yeah, is that even a question? No. Yeah. I'm yeah. Okay. Odyssey is like I think yeah far above Wonder for me, but like yeah I think maybe right maybe uh, Wonder might be right below Odyssey though. That's the thing is under on, under Odyssey I would have put a Galaxy too. Yeah. And I think now that might be Wonder and then Galaxy too. I need to replay the Galaxy games again. Some good games. Yeah. What Great a time games. to be alive. What a also, time to be alive. It's being a time to be alive. Somebody said Mario RPG soon. Yeah, it is. I was talking about this last night. Last night I was hanging out with um, Imran, Reb, uh, Michael, and Natalie, and we were talking about just like, oh yeah, what does the rest of the year look like? Oh man, are you, somebody asked me, are you done after Spider-Man 2? Like, is it all over? And I'm like, oh, I just started Alan Lake 2, and it's really good, and I'm kind of obsessed with it. And I was like, I guess like Mario RPG comes out, and then they started talking about Chrono Trigger, and now they've convinced me to play Chrono Trigger, because I've never played all the way the through OG. Chrono Trigger. Yeah, the OG. Ooh. Yeah, and so I think it. I might try. I might try to make that my Christmas break game. Yeah, I do feel like there's going to be an HD 2D remake though sooner than later. See, I brought that up, and they're all like, "No, they're, the OG holds up though." Like they're like, it does hold up for sure. Michael and Imran for um, and Reb were like, "Yo, you know, like this is one where you wouldn't like if this game came out as an indie game today, you wouldn't bat an eye, and it would be up there for like game of the year nominees." I'm like, "Fuck, dude! All right, maybe you're convincing me." Yeah. That's exciting. But last night, while you were doing that, we did the Square Pie Guys Extra Life meetup. Yeah. Oh, did uh, you go? Kind of, I did. Kind oh. of funny. First meetup in like four years because of COVID and everything. Um, and it was awesome seeing everybody. Mm. Such a great turnout. Such great people hanging out. It was so special to see Roger at his first meetup ever. Mm -hmm. And like just seeing the light and the glow in his eyes as like people like talk to him and were like, congratulating him on like edits he's done i'm like this Hell is yeah. awesome and i, I saw, I just, I saw him love post to see an instagram it, story that was like best day ever and yeah i'm like man i've never had fomo so hard yeah man it was it was really really fun really special square pockets is awesome food and people everything but yeah such a great group of people one day i'll go to my decided to meet all y'all last night yeah we'll have to make it happen sometime yeah, we'll do it but for now Let's talk about some video game news, because mm -hmm. today's stories include an Alan Wake 2 review roundup, Xbox has a new president, and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show head to kind of funny.com slash kfgd to write in with your questions squad ups and more and remember patreon.com slash kind of funny will get you the show ad free plus a bevy of bonus content housekeeping for you today greg's joining the jabroni boys to stream a brand new ghostbusters game that's right Ghostbusters, and it's misspelled here, is Gzostbusters. <laughs> Greg doesn't know where to put an S. Man, look at that guy. doesn't know how to use a keyboard. Uh, Rise of the Ghost Lord is out tomorrow, and we're all suiting up to play in a sponsored stream. Catch it live after KFGD or later on YouTube.com slash Games. 
Uh, new PS I Love You XOXO is up right now, and it's our Alan Wake 2 review so far featuring the one and only Paris Lily. That is, of course, over on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. In case you missed it, Kind of Funny Xcast yesterday was our reaction and breakdown of Xbox's partner preview event, and that's over on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. And then, as a reminder, you can get some cool KF Halloween merch right now on kindoffunny.com slash store. Over on Patreon, a new kind of feedie is up where I ask the crew to name a naughty dog villain, and you won't believe what the number one answer is. <laughs> Thank you to our Patreon producers, Jedi Master Deadpool and Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by BetterHelp, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. You killed that, Kevin. Killed that. <laughs> Absolutely killed it. Story number one. We're going to start off with an Alan Wake 2 review roundup for you. Right now on Metacritic, it is sitting at an 89. On OpenCritic, it is sitting at a 90. Tristan Ogilvy at IGN gave it a 9 out of 10 and says, Alan Wake 2 delivers one of the boldest and most brain-bending survival horror storylines this side of Silent Hill 2. Presents it with uniformly immaculate art direction and audio design and reinvigorates the series signature light based shooting as though it's been locked and loaded with a fresh pack of energizers even though its skill upgrade upgrade systems seem a little super superfluous and there are a few repeated cliches and saga story that stuck in my crawl i nonetheless found both sides of this twisted tale to be endlessly fascinating frequently fear-inducing and consistently surprising alan wait 2 is a superb survival horror sequel that makes the cult classic original seem like little more than a rough first draft by comparison damn damn mark delaney at GameSpot gave it a 10 out of 10 and no. says the idea we don't have time blast oh i'm making time the idea of what alan wake 2 could be has changed so much over the years but in playing the game i was reminded of sam lake saying how he was so happy that all the previous versions of this game never worked out and how excited he was that this is the alan wake 2 the world has finally received awesome i have to emphatically agree the mere existence of Alan Wake 2 would have, at different points over the years, felt like a minor miracle. But for it to be this one, that feels singular in its achievements and coming from a studio that refuses to shy away from the paths less traveled, makes Alan Wake 2 a miracle illuminated. That's writing right there. Dang, dude. Honestly, That's Mark bars. Delaney went off. Mark there. Delaney found a passion in this that, thing, and I, I appreciate it. That is it. awesome, man. And then Josh West at GamesRadar gave it five out of five stars and says, Alan Wake 2 is a strange, imaginative, and truly ambitious sequel that never fails to upend your expectations. While some of the bigger concepts pre presented by Remedy Entertainment lack refinement, a few rough edges don't detract from a consistently confident and startlingly original adventure. You won't find anything else quite like Alan Wake 2 this generation. Dang. Dang. Plus, you've been playing a bit of this. A bit of it, yeah. Uh, I know you guys did your review or so far on PS I Love You yesterday. I didn't get to hear it all, though. Or I heard many people's thoughts. I haven't heard yours, though. Where are you at with this game? Yeah, like, it's one that I, I booted up reluctantly. Like, I, for me, after what this review season has been, I got kind of tired after Spider-Man 2 and even after Mario Wonder, right? Where I'm playing all these great games and I'm like, okay... I think I've gone through emotions. I think I've over um, exposed myself to like to video games. I'm going to take a break. I don't think I need to play Alan Wake 2. You know, that's one that I think I'm fine skipping out on. Um, and after I beat Mario Wonder, I got curious. And I was like, I just want to take a peek in there to like see what's going on in Alan Wake 2. From minute one, I was captivated. I Dang. was like, damn, 
all right, what what the fuck is going on here? I am liking the the vibe. I'm liking the tone. I am liking like the mystery that I'm immediately met with. And from there, I kept going and I just couldn't stop. Right. And like I'm right now, I'm at a place where I'm still very early on in the game. I'm like about past three hours in. So I'm like, nah, I'm nowhere like near deep into this game. But I am excited to get to get back to it. I'm excited to like keep digging into this mystery. I mentioned on the re review that like it's pairing so well with me watching through um, the fall of House of Usher, which is another um, you know Netflix series, a Mike Flanagan series, right? So it's horror, it's spooky, it's fitting with like the vibes of where we're at in October in the fall. But then also it's a show that like makes you think moment to moment about what's about to happen, what is this leading to, what are your theories, right? Like, that's a show that I recommended. Like, yo, watch that with a friend because if you're, like, you want the back and forth of being like, oh, but, like, what if this person is this? And, like, what if this is an allegory for this? What if this is a biblical reference to here, right? I'm having, like, the same motions while playing Alan Wake 2, and I think the thing that has me excited about um, playing through and the thing that feels refreshing about Alan Wake 2 compared to, I would say, pretty much any other game I've played this fall uh, oh, with maybe like a couple exceptions is that like the writing just has me so intrigued and so engaged like the moment-to-moment -moment performances and dialogue and narrative threads are so fascinating and so interesting and you know it feels it feels like it's trying to dig a, la a layer deeper than what we usually get in video games it reminds me of like playing disco elysium for the first time and being like yo they wrote the fuck out of this yeah like, they're in their bag right now. It feels like I am listening and reading poetry right now playing this game. Alan Wake 2 feels like I am playing what a Mike Flanagan Netflix show is, but it's Sam Lake and he's making a video game, right? And like he knows what he's doing in that medium and really making something that's truly special for what he's doing. Dang. Dang yeah. I'm so excited to like keep playing this thing. Yeah, that is, that's awesome. My, my biggest hesitation to it is I don't really like the, the Twin Peaks like it, it's so weird that sometimes I'm like, I don't, it, I need some logic. I need some understanding of this happened, which caused that. Yeah. Uh, d do you think that this is something that I should give a shot? I, so I think you're still going to run into that, right? Of like a lot of ethereal stuff going on. A lot of stuff where uh, I don't, I'm, I'm again, being early in this game, just knowing the kind of game it is and having played through control. And I really love control as well. Right. But like knowing what this game is, I wouldn't be surprised if you finish this game and you don't have all the answers you want. Got it. You know, like it strikes me as it could be one of those yeah. stories, but maybe it, like, that I could, could be cool. I, that could be cool. And also like, maybe you do get answers and maybe those answers are really cool. Like, I don't know where it's going to go with that stuff. I will say like, as I was, as I've been playing this game, I've been thinking about you in particular. And I'm like, I think Tim would really dig it. Okay. Dig shit. This. I got to give yeah, it. Yeah. Like I one for the fact that you're just, a, you're such a resident evil person. Mm -hmm. You like the modern resident evil games and the classic resident evil games. Um, and like, uh, this is as a survival horror thing, taking a lot of influence from a Resident Evil four, you know, it's that kind of game, but it's taking that. And the way I put it in the review is that it's taking that. And it feels like in the way that we've gotten so many games influenced by Resident Evil, right? Like we've gotten, um, Dead Space, we've gotten Last of Us, we've gotten so many other games that are that type of survival horror or that type of like, you know, behind the back or over the shoulder, like, you know, limited resources kind of game. This feels like it's real a really really inspired version of that and it made like booting it up like made me think about how far we've come um just in terms of like that genre and in terms of video games in general but the fact that you can make that and also make it a detective thing and make it a true crime thing and make it twin peaks ish and also fill in like all this fascinating narrative right like it's been very cool playing re4 remake at the top of the year to like see where these things came from and not yeah. play island week week two toward the end of the year and go man like it all comes full circle like the influence is real damn so. this is definitely the best year for survival horror alan oh, wake sure. 2 re4 remake dead space 
Damn, Insane. man. That's that's <laughs> awesome. And thank God we got Callista Protocol out the way last year. I like Callista Protocol, but you're definitely right. Well, what's funny here, Bless, is uh, a couple weeks ago we did our um, Game Awards predictions just for what we thought the top six were going to be on mm -hmm. Gamescast. And um, it was me, you, Andy, and Greg. Greg and Andy both put Alan Wake 2 mm. on their, their list. Me and you did not. Do you regret that? I do regret it. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I don't know what I put on my list. Your list is Spider-Man 2, Street Fighter 6, mm -hmm. Final Fantasy 16, Mario Wonder, Zelda, and Baldur's Gate. We all had Zelda and Baldur's oh, Gate. okay. And then the other four were different. If I had to venture to guess, I might replace... Street Fighter I might replace FF16 on that. Really? Yeah, and put Alan Wake 2. You think Street Fighter 6 is over Final Fantasy 16 for the game awards? For if I not, had to predict? Yeah. I think people... Uh, if I had to predict, it's the thing where fighting games are so niche that yeah. I would think that Street Fighter doesn't make it. But my thing with FF16 is that it almost reminds me of Starfield in a way, where like Starfield, you either love it or you hate it. Mm -hmm. right? There's almost no in between. Um, with FF16... I think there's enough people that love it and love enough people that are like, you know, pr production wise, budget wise, like they are putting everything into this, but either their complaint is like, oh, it's not a JRPG or like the side quests feel kind of light or whatever. Right. Or like maybe the story didn't hit with them. Like I can kind of see where those things would fall, would fall for people. I think honestly, if I had to guess, I think the more likely thing is neither of those between Street Fighter six or FF 16. Like, dang, I think maybe even like, and I hate to say it, but like a Starfield could get I mean, in yeah, there. my my list is Zelda, Baldur's Gate, Starfield, Final Fantasy 16, Spider-Man 2, Mario Wonder. Yeah. I looking at that, Alan Way 2, get seeing these reviews and hearing the way the game's being talked about, I'm like, oh, I think I might have fucked up. I don't know where, I don't know what I'd switch out there though. Yeah. Control was nominated in 2019, 19. right? Yeah. Kind of funny like how I'm you're wrong if I'm wrong about that. Granted, 2019, different year from 2023. Yeah, very different. But also like these are the same people voting. Yeah, right? and like for those people that voted for Control, they're gonna play Alan Wake too. Mm -hmm. And I've I've already heard and seen plenty of people be like, yeah, this is a step up from Control. And so if that's the case, I think those people are gonna fall in love because that's the thing that Alan Wake Two has, right? Like I think critics love to be critics, and in that conversation, right? Like you know, we love to be hipsters. We love to like reward and like it's not that playing Alan Wake Two makes you a hipster, right? But like we like to look at art and go. What is something that's going for it in art, right? I think Spider-Man 2 is going to get into it because Spider-Man 2 is Spider-Man 2, right? And it has mm -hmm. the popularity and it has, like, you just love playing, a, a, a you know, a third-person action open-world game, right? It's a fun game. I think Mario's going to get in there because it's an excellent Mario game, right? And, like, it's fucking incredible. Zelda and Baldur's Gate, I don't even need to elaborate on. But I think Alan Wake 2 has the, oh, it's this got the stuff. It's yeah. got the stuff. Like, this is a game that I'll show Roger Ebert and go, see, I told you. I told you, Roger. I told you, Roger. <laughs> and so... I think that's what get Alan, gets Alan Wake 2 in there. But honestly, I, I think there are so many different ways it can go for a Game of the Year nomination. Yeah, but yeah, I, an exciting I would time, definitely man. replace one of my games with Alan Wake 2 in there. But we'll see. We'll also see this question from It's a Me BT who writes in. That is Brian Thomas. Uh, he writes into KFGD and says, I was originally going to skip Alan Wake 2, but the overwhelmingly positive re reviews have caught my attention and piqued my interest for the game. I love Control, and I love detective thrillers similar to HBO's True Detective, and I'm a giant scaredy cat when it comes to survival horror. I do not usually enjoy the jump scares and grotesque nature that comes with something like Resident Evil, but with Alan Wake 2 seemingly blending both of those genres, do you think that narrative and detective aspects of the game outweigh the survival horror aspects enough to warrant a playthrough? Thanks for all you do, BP. I 
I mean, I think Alan Wake 2 isn't as scary as I as other games, right? Like I would say Resident Evil 4 has more grotesque and more like gross stuff going on in it. I think for me, Alan Wake 2, the most scary thing about it has been some of the jump scares. Um, and the jump scares aren't necessarily like there's a monster that appears out of nowhere. It's more so just like visual flair where you're where you'll be playing and then all of a sudden a face pops up on the screen and go goes away. Um, I think those are the kind of things that like have startled me at first, but I've gotten very used to. And so I think you can probably go into Alan Wake 2 and be pretty fine. Um, but yeah, like if if horror in general, like if you are a big scaredy cat, then I could see I could see it being a problem. But are there I think a lot if of ghosts. I mean, not so well. Yeah, there are, but yeah. like not scary ghosts. There's mm. like black, um, like black apparitions, like you know, shadows essentially, like shadows yeah. kind of hanging out. Do they need to be busted? Uh, I would say yeah. Like you can probably bust those ghosts. Maybe bust out like a flashlight or like if you have a proton pack, maybe. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not far enough to know if there's a proton pack in this game. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. This guy, Craig Miller. He spent, how much money did he spend on that? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, now, I'm now noticing some of the lights and some of the things that are on There's that. a lot going on. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Twitch.tv slash games. Right after this, we're going to be streaming some Ghostbusters. For now. Love it. Story number two. Alan Wake 2 Dev Remedy confirms two expansions are coming in 2024. Oh. Yeah, this is Wesley Yimpool at IGN. Alan Wake 2 is set to receive two expansions in 2024, developer Remedy has confirmed. Expansion 1 is called Night Springs and is currently due out late spring 2024, although in a note to IGN, Remedy said that the release window was subject to change. Expansion 2 is called The Lake House, which is yet to receive a release window. Here's the official blurb on Night Springs. Visions and dreams. Fiction is written and coming true. Fiction collapses and remains just words on a page. These are those stories, dot, 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 in Night Springs. Whoa. Whoa. Play as several familiar characters from the world of Alan Wake and experience the unexplainable in multiple self-contained episodes of Night Springs, a fictional TV show set in the world of Alan Wake. Sounds cool. Yeah, it's interesting. And then here's... So meta. Here's Remedy's um, detail on the Lake House DLC. Uh, the Lake House is a mysterious facility situated on the shores of Cauldron Lake, set up by an independent government organization to conduct secret research. Interesting. Yeah. Independent government organization. Hmm. Might that be the Federal Bureau of Control? Potentially. Potentially. Until something goes wrong. Explore the Lake House and embark on two separate adventures as the realities of Saga Anderson and Alan Wake collide again. This is awesome. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize that this game was going to get DLC, so that's yeah, really Yeah, and cool. I, I guess it's not a surprise, because Control had expansions similar to this, right? But um, I love it, man. I think that it's really cool that uh, we're just in an era that like these big AAA games, like the, the action-adventure type things, whether it's survival horror or something uh, a bit more just like action-y, um, can have DLC, not have DLC, can have major expansions. Like, there's any in between. Like, there's just different options. Whereas, like, I feel like back in the... PS3 360 generation it was kind of like hey, every game has to have DLC just yeah. because whereas this feels like oh I expect that these are going to be substantial and actually like be worth playing yeah you know and I wonder how much of it is focused on the crossover because Control got the AEW AWE expansion <laughs> the AEW expansion CM Punk comes out yeah and gets Control fired. is all elite god um, but yeah that had like an Alan Wake crossover thing in the expansion right and I, like, me being very early in Alan Wake I don't know how much like the quote-unquote remedy expanded universe stuff feeds into 
the core uh, narrative of Alan Wake 2, but if I get to the end and it doesn't, the DLC is a perfect place to go. All right, Alan Wake 2 is going to be f more focused on Alan and Saga, so it feels a bit more tight and, like, compact, whereas the DLC is our opportunity to, like, really get crazy with the expanded universe and go for, like, really cool crossover stuff. And so, like, Jesse Faden might be able to show up in Alan Wake DLC and it not feel like a, a weird thing. Yeah. That's, that's exciting. That's pretty sick, man. And I, I like that the, it takes place in a TV show in the world. Like, dude, that's remedy. Like, you know, the way I, I, I think, break. I think often about Quantum Break and how weird that game is, and I never played it, right? But like, just knowing what it is, I'm like, how did they even? Like, first of all, whose idea was this? Second of all, like, y'all took this to the finish line. Like, y'all yeah. actually like put this out, and it worked, and it did all that stuff. Um, I got mad respect for Remedy as a studio. Like, nobody's doing it like them. Yeah, I appreciate that, studios that are like, you know, we're them. doing our own. Hey, I, I know we just talked about this uh, a couple stories ago, but like, Alan Wake Two just got a ten from Gamespot. Yeah, that's their fourth. That's Fourth 10 of the year. That's, I mean, that's wild. And, but like, congrats to Remedy. They oh, did yeah. it. That's incredible. And like, to even hit like that 90 on yeah. Open Critic, right? Like, that's a, the fact that we've seen so many of those this year, like a handful of those this year compared to other years. One, still the argument that, yeah, this year is the greatest year ever for video games. But then also, yeah, for Remedy to hit that, that's like fucking exciting, right? Yeah. That, that's an upward trajectory for that studio. I was going to ask if you if you checked out the Separate Ways DLC, but now that I think about it, you've not played RE4, have you? No, I played RE4. The remake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, oh. not, I'm not fully done with it yet, but, okay. I, I, I'm, but yeah, I have not played the, the DLC, though. Gotcha. I want to check out the DLC, because that also got really good reviews. Yeah. But I mean, I, it's great. It's, it's good stuff. Yeah. Did you played it originally, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might check it out. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, story number three. Microsoft reorgs its Xbox and marketing teams to prepare for an AI and gaming feature. This is Tom Warren at The Verge. Microsoft is reorganizing its Xbox gaming and marketing leadership less, <clears throat> excuse me, less than two weeks after acquiring Activision Blizzard. Microsoft is promoting Matt Booty to president of game content and studios, including the new responsibility of ZeniMax and Sarah Bond to Xbox president, overseeing all Xbox platform and hardware work. Badass. On the Xbox marketing side, chief marketing officer Chris Capicella is stepping down after 32 years at Microsoft. The Xbox changes mean Matt Booty will now lead an, expand, an expanded organization inside Microsoft Gaming that now includes ZeniMax and Bethesda. Quote, ZeniMax will continue to operate as a limited integration entity led by Jamie Leader, uh, president and CEO, reporting to Matt, uh, explains Microsoft Gaming CEO Phil Spencer in an internal memo obtained by The Verge. Booty's expanded role should help Microsoft Gaming avoid scenarios like Redfall in the future, with Microsoft clearly focusing on better collaboration between the teams it acquired with the ZeniMax slash Bethesda acquisition. Bond will now take over the hardware and software platforms of Xbox uh, to manage the platform of today and build the platform of tomorrow. That's such a cool phrase. We are bringing together the teams that will make this possible, explains Spencer. Sarah Bond will lead this team as president of Xbox, bringing together devices, player, and creator experiences, platform engineering, strategy, business planning, data and analytics, and business development. Uh, these Xbox leadership changes mean there will be more women in the game in gaming leadership roles at Microsoft than men once Bobby Kotick, CEO of Activ Activision Blizzard, departs at the end of 2023. Uh, right here, Kevin has pulled up what the organization chart right now looks like for Xbox. Yeah, and you have Phil Spencer at the top being the CEO of Microsoft Gaming. But, of course, yeah, Sarah Bond being promoted to president and then Matt Booty being uh, president of game content and studios. Pretty cool stuff, man. And you know what they're talking about here about avoiding the, the Redfall stuff and wanting the collaboration between the teams. Like, 
that's the the ultimate goal and that's the dream that we'd love to see i hope that it actually gets there it's going to be very difficult um and i think it was it's already difficult as we've seen with bethesda even being brought into to xbox now you add on all of activision all of blizzard all of king uh it's going to be a, a very 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 uh tough couple years i think yeah. for i mean for it's going to be team. a long road for maybe like the next five to ten years when we talk about like you know when the, when we had the big microsoft leak one of the things that leaked was all these plans that bethesda had had in the works from like a new doom game to like all like wolfenstein and all these dishonored all these things that you imagine is like maybe a five-year plan probably beyond that right and like you imagine that right now with the with beyond. these changes be, beyond these changes being implemented for on the bethesda side of like oh yeah they're going to report to matt booty and matt booty is going to report to phil spencer and all this stuff like you think about what activision already has in the works and i'm sure activision already had their next decade planned out right like as xbox you're now adopting that and having to figure out how do we integrate maybe a decade's worth of planning into what xbox has planned for their next decade mm -hmm. and like they have they have their work cut out for them for real they really do and you know you look at the playstation side of things over the last like let's just say 10 years of how we've seen them either acquire teams or kind of form the teams that they already had into what they are now like the the rock stars of um gorilla mm -hmm. for example of like turning them into a powerhouse um or then the other side acquisition of insomniac um and the way that they've kind of like shared tech or having herman be the the president and what that meant for playstation studios and like what it meant for how all their they view their games how their games are supported and developed all of that um you see a lot of wins right and i feel like xbox clearly wants that as well and i think that they've taken a lot of steps towards that um and i feel like oh, everything that we just read in this story is what i want to hear from this and again the proof's in the pudding we'll have to see how it actually like shakes out because there's going to be a lot of mistakes there's going to be a lot of I mean, there's gonna be a lot of layoffs there's gonna be a lot of uh mergings and teams moving and like redundancies and a lot of bad stuff that's that is happening and we're gonna continue to report on games daily and it's gonna suck yeah um but i i do think that they're in a better position than ever to be able to pull this all off and i think that they're making the right calls here of shaking up the teams in in ways that they obviously are thinking about and obviously are trying to they're doing this to prepare for what we're talking about. They're doing this to be in, put in the best position to make sure that long-term Xbox Game Studios is putting out the best quality products that they can um, at the correct timelines that, that they need to for this industry to continue yeah. to exist and thrive without completely crashing. Yeah. Uh, before we get into our next news story, I want to tell you about patreon.com slash kind of funny games. If you want to see us thrive and us be successful within, for the next five to 10 years, you can go over to patreon.com slash kind of funny, uh, where you can get exclusive shows like kind of Feudy, like next gen podcast and more. We can also get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? I can't even count the amount of nights I lose sleep just because I can't stop thinking and my brain just won't stop talking. It turns out one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk through them. Therapy gives you a great place to do that so you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. And it can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set 
boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. You can make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash kindoffunny today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash kindoffunny. Betterhelp.com slash kindoffunny. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. And Tim, you said you had a question for me. I have two questions for you. What's up? One, Kev, if you can bring back the org chart that we were just talking about. A lack of Bethesda here. Why is that? Mm. I mean, I think this is just them talking about Xbox, right? And so, like, I think the idea is that... But Bobby's there. And is he only there because he's not going to be in a couple months? But that's weird. That is interesting, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know what's up with that. Because I would imagine that this would... Maybe in the acquisition with... Um, blizzard it was a bit more like we're gonna merge the leadership teams a little bit with it whereas like i imagine right now bethesda slash zenimax has their own org chart right mm-hmm. whoever's at the top of that org chart i guess would report to matt booty mm-hmm. i don't think that that's how that goes but with activision blizzard maybe it is like well bobby kodak is like the lead of this multi-billion dollar and i know bethesda's multi-billion yeah. but like 69 billion dollar organization nice. right like the acquisition i think is going to come with like a some of some merger aspects to it a bit it just well. yeah i just think it's interesting to point out there because like obviously we already know that that's where it's at we know that matt booty's above them and that makes them just kind of like a team underneath xbox game studios but mm-hmm. i feel like looking at this what i've been saying for a while of like i think that bethesda is going to eventually be, just become like the team as opposed yeah. to like something above everybody else i think it's looking more likely than ever interesting yeah okay uh and then second question i have for you this is just more fun hypothetical stuff mm-hmm. maybe a little speculating if okay. you will um summer game fest next year mm-hmm. xbox does its showcase thank you very much speculation, speculation station everybody xbox game showcase we imagine we'll get one right we always get an xbox thing in the summer mm-hmm. next year i don't think we'll be any different do you think the activision stuff is talked about there the fine activision stuff i don't know what do you think what do you think we get like what is different about xbox's game showcase next june oh okay if you want to get exciting because i think i think the activision stuff is is talked about before then right like i think somewhere early next year i think we do get call of duty games on game pass like every call of duty i game. think so too i think that happens i think at e3 or xbox game showcase whatever you want to call it I think that's where we start to get it, the new Call of Duty announced and, re- and revealed and like showcased. 
Really? Yeah, I think Call Call I think Call of Duty 2024 appears at Xbox's E3. Wow. Cuz like why not? Event. How exciting would that be? I mean, I don't know because it's coming to other consoles as well. Well. Mm. I I can see them maybe This one's coming to Game Pass. Yeah. This one's coming I mean, to Game Pass. I can see it being there and they'll definitely say that, right, in their showcase, but I can imagine them still wanting Call of Duty to be its own event because it's kind of earned it. I mean, at I think this you point. can do both, right? I think yeah. if you do I think you can make a hype moment out of if this is a plan, and I imagine this is the plan because this is Xbox's whole thing, right? Like, I think if you come out on the Xbox stage and say, "Hey, we got a big announcement, right? Like th- this year, the for for the first time ever, Call of Duty is coming to X is launching on Xbox Game Pass. The new Call of Duty is launching at Xbox Game Pass. We'll be back in the fall with like a with a Call of Duty event to talk about it. I feel like that's fucking insane. Blessing years ago." Mm-hmm. We were at the old studio, and on Games Daily, the news broke that Xbox announced Game Pass and that its first-party titles will be day and date available yeah. to everybody. And we're like, no way they actually commit to that. The next first-party title was Crackdown 3, and we're yeah, like, all right, right cool, cool, maybe that. Crackdown but when Halo 3. comes out, when mm-hmm. Forza comes out, when Gears comes out, they, they sh- surely won't be on Game Pass. They fucking were. So many years later, we're now talking about call fucking yeah, duty. insane, right? And Jesus says totally insane blessing. Or I guess uh, I didn't know the totally insane blessing. I don't know if that's them calling me insane or if they're saying, "Oh man, that would be so." Be so no, it's insane. just insane. But, like, it's that's totally insane, like, man. We expect. Let me ask you this question right? mm-hmm. to make sure I'm not crazy. We expect mm-hmm. the next Call of Duty to be on Game Pass, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's fucking insane. That's fucking insane. <laughs> Good for them. You know, we'll see how it pans out for the games industry as a whole. I don't know if it's a good thing overall, but it's a good thing for me, uh, us saving some money, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, absolutely wild. But yeah, yeah. and I think that I, I, that'll be my prediction. I don't know if you have a prediction, but yeah, I'll think e quote unquote E3, Summer Game Fest, mm-hmm. Xbox Game Showcase. Hey, this fall, for the first time ever, Call of Duty is, coming, is launching on Game Pass. We'll be back later in the year with a Call of Duty event to celebrate the launch or whatever. Oh, interesting. I was thinking maybe, well... I think that's where you get like the multiplayer breakdowns and like yeah, yeah, gameplay yeah. stuff. Yeah, and you yeah. invite all the streamers and rappers. What do we get outside? Do we get stuff outside of Call of Duty? Is it too early? See, that's what I'm more curious about is in the way that um, uh, the last showcases have been like the Xbox Bethesda showcase, right? Mm-hmm. Like they usually include Bethesda in the title. I feel like Xbox Bethesda Activision is too much mm-hmm. for, for something like that. That's why I'm thinking they drop the Bethesda. Just I think it just becomes the Xbox. You get the brand, man. Make everybody. Get everybody saying L.A. night. I wonder if there's a reorg. Yeah. Or not a reorg, because we just got a reorg. But I wonder if there's a, a rebranding that happens. Because right now it's Xbox Game Studios. Mm-hmm. And we understand what that means, but I feel like we still kind of associate it with, all right, Xbox Game Studios, a little bit different from Bethesda, a little bit different from Activision, right? Like, I think you think about Xbox in-house game studios or, like, original game studios a little bit differently. I wonder if there's a rebranding that is... They're not going to call it this because it's kind of corny, but, like, Xbox Family of Studios. Like, mm-hmm. Xbox whatever the different word is that does encompass the entire umbrella of Activision, um, Xbox game studios and Bethesda. And that's how they promote their new showcase. I want Xbox game studios and I want it to include all of them. Dude, all I mean, of them bless. It'd be baller. It'd be it a baller. Really would. So many chats is Xbox mafia. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see for now though. Let's see about Ubisoft. Let's see. What's Ubisoft up to? What Story are we going to play Skull and Bones, Wes? Ubisoft delays Skull and Bones. Huh? In an upcoming ah. large game, uh, this is Mark Delaney at GameSpot. 
As part of Ubisoft's latest earnings briefing, the company announced that its long-in-development pirate game, Skull and Bones, has been delayed again and will now launch during the company's Q4 2023-2024, which means it'll launch in the January through March 2024 period. Additionally, Ubisoft said it's, uh, one of its upcoming large games has been shifted to FY 2024-2025, uh, which means it'll launch in April 2024 at the very soonest. Ubisoft didn't say what this game is. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Let's see, you're telling me that this game, Skull and Bones, got delayed to sometime in the next six months still? Yeah. January to March? Yeah. So you're telling me that we're going to, within six months, be talking about this game getting delayed again? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's okay. exactly what's cool. going to happen. Cool. Ubisoft CEO Yves Gilmour said in a statement, quote, we are excited to bring our future lineup to players and to deliver on our strategy and continue reaching larger audiences and building an increasingly recurring business thanks to major brands and live services. Previously, Skull and Bones was set for release during FY 2024, meaning it was penciled in for release during uh, the period of April 1st, 2023 to March 31st, 2024. Now Ubisoft has narrowed that window between January and March 2024. The game is in development at Ubisoft Singapore with the help of Ubisoft's network of studios around the world. The game has been in development for years and years already and has reportedly undergone significant changes throughout development. Here's my thing. As I read through this article, I feel like delay might not be the right language here, right? Like they're more so confirming a a more specific window that's at the very end of the window that they put out before, right? Because I think March 2024 was already what the expectation was for the latest right so like you know they're narrowing it down now do i believe it's going to come out by march 2024 no yeah i don't i don't believe that for a second i don't believe it. i'll believe it when i see it yeah it very interesting that they're also talking about another large game like it's just ubisoft's so weird man they're so unique that like i feel like there aren't other companies that we'd be talking about and just be like oh yeah this game that we know about and have heard about for 10 years and an upcoming quote unquote large game well are they is that is it is that possible that that's star wars Oh, actually, is it possible in Star Wars? Another large game. The idea with Star Wars, Star Wars is supposed to come out 2024, right? I guess if you were to come out and say, hey, like that's now expected to come out between April 2024 and April 2025, that technically would be a, you're shifting that, that's a delay. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's what they're talking about or do you think they have another large game? Maybe it's an Assassin's Creed. But Assassin's Creed never comes out in the spring. Wait. I'm confused here because mm-hmm. one of its large games has been shifted to fiscal year 24 to 5. Yeah. Which means it'll launch in April at the soonest. Yeah. So this April. This upcoming April, yeah. So it can't be Star Wars then because Star Wars isn't slated. It has to be a game that was shifted from coming out before April 2024. Well, here's, here's what I'm saying, right? Is that like... Right now, Star Wars is slated from January 2024 to December 2024, right? Oh. If it's shifted it? to FY, right, that means April to April. So maybe that's a possibility that, hey, Star Wars might come out in the beginning of 2025. Like, this is, this is it's coming out at April at the earliest, right? But now mm. it might come out April at the, April 2025 at the latest. Is there a chance it's Avatar? <laughs> Could you imagine? I can. Very much so, actually. Actually, I could too. You know? <laughs> now that I think about it, yeah, I can see it. But yeah. that game gets shifted into next year. But also, it's like ugh. I feel like they would have said that if that was the case at this point. Yeah. But speculation station, baby. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Story number five. 
Capcom says it's on track for an 11th straight year of growth after strong sales. This is Tom Ivan at VGC. The only reason I'm laughing is that we're talking about this after a Ubisoft story. I know. And like the way we talk about Capcom versus Ubisoft is so, so different. And hey, to be fair, Capcom had some bad years. And we talked about Capcom the way we talk about Ubisoft. Uh, not the way, but mm. <laughs> similarly to the way we talk about Ubisoft. So hey, they can turn it around. Capcom has said it's on track to achieve 11 consecutive years of operating income growth following a strong first half of its fiscal year. For the six months ended September 30th, 2023, the Japanese publisher said story number six, PS5 Slim's optional disk drive needs to be connected to the internet to pair it to a console. This is Wesley Yinpool at IGN. The upcoming PS5 Slim has popped up online, and with that comes fresh information about how the optional disk drive will work with the digital edition of the console. Uh, the Charlie Intel Twitter account published image uh, images of the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 PS5 Slim Bundle and eagle-eyed observers noticed a disclaimer that has set the cat among the pigeons <laughs> within the video game community. Cool. What the fuck is that phrase? <laughs> they said, well, hold on. Eagle-eyed observers, a lot of animals going on in the sentence, first of all. Eagle-eyed observers noticed a disclaimer that has set the cat among the pigeons. I get it. Is dude. that a thing we say? I mean... That's I've never heard it, but God, is it accurate? <laughs> is that the cat among the? Is it like the the imagery of like the no, pigeons all over the like everything's yeah, going crazy? Everyone's all cat. like you know, yeah, rough and tumble. Rough, like yeah, all the feathers are all ruffled. ruffled. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> internet connection quote internet connection required to pair disc drive and PS5 console upon setup end quote. Uh, word that the optional disc drive requires internet connection upon setup has raised game preservation fears. Digital Foundry's John Linneman, uh, a longtime proponent of physical game media, called the move highly concerning and very strange. Hardware connectivity shouldn't be determined by a server uh, that may not always be available, he said. The concern stems from a potential problem years down the line at a time when Sony may have switched its authentication servers off. Uh, perhaps Sony will issue an update at some point to remove the check, but as it stands now, a connection is required. Yeah, man, this is fucking weird. I, legitimately, I don't understand this as a product. This like yeah. removable disk drive situation. It feels so 2005. Like I understand that there is a use case for it. I also think that things like this make that use case silly. Yeah. Like if you want the disk drive, buy the disk PS5. And if you don't, you don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, well, my, this is this might be a kind of funny comps if you're wrong if they talked about it in particular, right? The disk drive PS5, is that not just like the digital version with the disk drive already attached to it? Like if you buy the new disk, disk drive PS5, could you detach the disk drive if you want to? Like if, and if that's the case, wouldn't it just work the same way? That's an excellent question. That's a kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. Maybe we won't know the answer until we actually get it. But that's how I imagine it. Yeah. Because uh, then if that's the case, then yeah, then you'd also need the internet to play discs on your normal disc PS5. And God, that's the state of the world. The world sucks. Yeah. My thing, <laughs> here, my thing with this is my main concern is what uh, I think what John Lindman is talking about, right? Is like the years down the line when PlayStation moves on from the PS5, you know, we're playing on P PlayStation 7. You know, we got our fucking AR goggles that we're using to play that thing. Um, when the PS5 is finally abandoned and PlayStation turns off the servers, does that mean that these authentication servers then get turned off? And now you literally like nobody can put on a put like add in their disk drive or use a disk PS5 because that shit's turned off. And what does that do to game preservation? Well, it's only for setup. Mm -hmm. So it's only the, the. So you just can't set up new PS5s yeah. in 2035 when we get there. Yeah. Which still is a concern. Like, I, still, I mean, yeah, I, I for think sure. That's still a thing. But. 
for what um the concern usually is for like digital gaming being the future and all that stuff right like i think usually it's download speeds and not everybody has access to like high speed internet or fast internet or like modern internet or whatever um authentication i imagine doesn't need the fastest and best internet like i i know not every single person in the world has internet but i feel like enough people do where especially if you're buying a playstation where authentication at least for now, isn't as much of an issue, especially just for setup. Yeah, th this is more annoying than anything. Yeah. But it, the problem's going to come when the server's down, which will happen. Which will we happen. We have seen it time and time again that this that's how these things work, and it just sucks that hardware is tied to internet firmware updates or connections or whatever the hell it is. But, yeah, all this is really weird. Really weird. But, hey, video games have always been weird. Yeah. And I'm curious to see how long they remain weird in the future. But Tim, that weird future, that strange future is so far away. Mm -hmm. If I want to know what's going on to Mountain Grab Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every week. Wrong 21 in chat just says rough. <laughs> what a segue. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. I appreciate chat for always keeping it real. You know? Yeah. You guys will never be fake nice to me. <laughs> never. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. <laughs> Out today, we got Battle Cakes for PC, Dave the Diver for Switch, Frog Detective. The Battle Empire Cakes. Battle Cakes. What do you think that is? Oh, you know what I think it is. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking like Beyblade with like, you know, cakes. Put bakes in, or you put some cakes into arena and they fucking battle. But now that you mention it, Kevin, I'm going to need to see a trailer for Battle Cakes. All one word. We also got Frog Detective, the entire mystery for PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox mystery. One, and Switch. <laughs> uh, Ghostbusters Rise of the Ghost Lord for PSVR 2 and Quest. Uh, Ghost Runner 2 for PS5, Xbox Series X, and PC. Uh, Maneko's M Night Market for PS5, PS4, Xbox One. Is this Battle Cakes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Made by Level 2 Gamers. Oh. So you're playing as a cupcake. And your cupcake has a face. But it's a cool cupcake. <laughs> Yikes. Wow. Gumdroplins. Yikes. You're playing as Red Velvet. Oh. Uh, okay, weapons. that cupcake has a crossbow. The, the Is other that a gumdrop? Are you fighting a gumdrop? Yeah, yeah. dude. Gumdroplins. Gumdroplins, baby. <laughs> okay. Sick. All right, dude. Battle cakes. Not what I thought, but okay. Man, people are so creative. <laughs> 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 yep. <laughs> it's like I would never in a million years think to make that video game. Like you could give me so many years on this planet. You can give me like you can turn me into Kang and I can I can have like fucking multiverses of me and fucking unlimited versions of me. None of them are making that game. That's true. You know, I'm gonna make a cupcake, give it a crossbow, have it fight gumdroplins. Gumdroplins, baby. People are so creative. Uh, World of Horror is out today for PS5, PS4, and Switch. And then The Unliving is out today for PC. New dates for you. VR Hero Shooter X8 is coming to MetaQuest and Steam on November 9th. Berserk, Recha <laughs> Berserk Recharge launches on Windows PC, PS4, PS5, Switch, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, and Atari VCS on November 9th. Risk of Rain Returns launches November 8th on Switch and Steam. And then Mario Party 3 is coming to Nintendo Switch Online plus Expansion Pack on October 27th. The Cowboy one. That is the Cowboy one. That was the one where I'd always get jealous of my friends that they had because I always had Mario Party 1. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why does Mario have a cowboy hat on? Yeah, I need to know. I need to know what's what the lore? Is going on. How did this happen? Why did they do that to him? 
deals of the day for you return of steam scream fest is going down that steam's seasonal halloween sales event uh that's here from october 26th through november 2nd uh you can get games like re4 remake for 39 dollars and 95 cents you can get sons of the forest for 23 dollars 99 cents and so much more uh and then fist of fist Forged in Shadow Torch and Turnip Boy commits tax evasion will be free to claim on the Epic Game Store from November 2nd through the 9th. Tim? Mm-hmm. I got some reader mail for you. Oh, fuck yeah. Let's do it. And I should have put, th- put this at the end of actually store number six because it has to do with digital only gaming. This is Willie Style, 65, who writes in to KFGD and says, as I've gotten older and become a father, I don't have as much disposable income to spend. So around 10 years ago, I signed up to a service in the UK that lets me rent games via the post, like the old Netflix model. The post is what they call the mail, Tim, over in mm-hmm. the UK. Mm-hmm. But this year, I'm missing out on two of the biggest games as their digital-only releases, Baldur's Gate 3 and Alan Wake 2. With the digital-only feature barreling towards us, how long until the majority of big releases go digital-only? I think it is so much sooner than people want it to be, man. Yeah. Like, I think it's real soon. I think it's going to just continue. Like, Alan Wake and Baldur's Gate, I think, are just two examples of giant titles that mm-hmm. are going to become more and more frequent in the, the future. Uh, and like, when I say future, I mean next year, the year after that. Like, I think we're going to see, like, tricklings. And I, I really think that the majority of games are going to be digital only by next generation, if not entirely. <sighs> I think you're right, and it bums me out. I don't like it. Even though I'm a digital-only boy, right? Like, I'm, I'm mainly playing just digital yeah. games. Like, I cannot tell you when I last used a physical thing. I just, I don't know, man. I miss my childhood. <laughs> I mean, bro, I get it. I, miss, I like and, physical. There's something I, nice about it. People are going to be mad about me as if I'm, like, championing this. I'm not. I buy more physical games than most people I know, period. Like, mm-hmm. I like physical things, and I collect them, and I care about them, and I want them to be nice, and I want them to have their fun collector's editions and steel books and all that stuff. But man, hey, it's just, it's yeah. over. God damn. We lost the, we lost. the war. Uh, Tim, now it's time for counterfunny.com slash you're wrong. Rewrite in. Let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. So we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Have we done a shit list that is top 10 Mario games? Um, I'd like I don't to do know. that. That sounds like a fun time. That does sound I would, like I would like to make our own list for top 10 Mario games. I mean, I had fun with that. Yeah. It'd be a bloodbath. It's that thing where our top two would be the same, probably. Actually, I don't know if our top two would be the same. I love Mario 64. It, that, well, say that's my problem. Is I feel like me and you are very similar when it comes to Mario 64. Yeah. That our love for that game is unrivaled. Yeah. Like, it, it's like, it's just, it, it's more than any other game. And like, it, it, but it's not about, is it the best? That almost doesn't matter. It, yeah, it doesn't. It's like, just, it is something different. It just means different. so much. Yeah. It's different and it's fucking great. Oh, man. But I have like, so many memories attached to so it. So many of the games are great, but it's like, yeah, are so many Mario games better than Mario 64? I think yes, but like that doesn't matter to me. Fuck yeah. that. <laughs> like, you asked me like, oh, which one is pound per pound, per pound the better game between Mario 3 and Mario 64? <sighs> I might have to say Mario 3, but I'll still stand Mario 64. Me too. Me too. I love that game. Uh, okay, that is not a year wrong. Brendan Riley here. Right, get out of here with this. Uh, Bainer SN says from Steven Totillo, the delayed Ubisoft game isn't Avatar. It is still slated for December. Cool. Kebab says uh, from Wikipedia, throwing, uh, also putting in setting the cat among the pigeons is a British idiom uh, used to describe a disturbance caused by undes- an undesirable person from the perspective of a group. Hmm. 
There's more to that, but it's a longer explanation. Um, Vaynerson says, from the Capcom 2020 leak, uh, three Resident Evil games have still not been released. There's Resident Evil Outrage, <laughs> Resident Evil Hank, and Resident Evil Apocalypse. Interesting. Hank? It's all about propane, you know? <laughs> I think Hank was the tofu. <laughs> Wait, is, it, is Hank Hank is a character in King of the Hill? Yeah. Right? Okay. No, yeah, yeah, Hank okay. Hill. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I'm pretty sure Hank uh, in Resident Evil, it's either the tofu or it's just one of the other stars members. <laughs> I'm blanking real hard right now. Put up the game, Hank Green. Yeah. Like, Who the fuck guys? is Hank, everybody? There's Hank Green, there's Hank Hill. Those are the only two Hanks I acknowledge. Like, I'm pretty sure Hank is in RE2. There's like a one of the extra modes. Where he's, it's like a, a horde mode type thing, and he's like this badass. Like I, he, he survived in the sewers longer than anybody. Type. Are thing. you sure to me? Hunk? hunk, hunk, yes, hunk. That's what I was throwing off. Do you think this is a typo? Like they meant to say? <laughs> hunk, or do you think it really is a game called Resident Evil Hank, <laughs> where he plays a man named Hank and he's a regular? Oh movie. my fucking god! Oh, that'd be like calling it Resident Evil Ethan. It's like nobody wants to play that shit. Oh, I don't want to be Ethan Winters. I don't want to be Ethan Winters. God, I, I, man, I hated Ethan Winters so much, and I'll talk about that during the stream, and Chat would get so mad at me. Oh, you're being so mean, to Ethan Winters. I'm like, look at him, dude. Look at him, Ethan Winters fucking sucks he's the worst like, legitimately like maybe the worst video game character uh, like protagonist of all time. it's like get it together my guy god figure it Keep out your man. fingers uh and then <laughs> <laughs> that is it for counterpoint.com slash you're wrong tim bean says him. we've been talking about hank for a good two minutes <laughs> So he says, what about Gabe Logan? I have nothing against Gabe Logan. That's Andy Cortez. That doesn't like Gabe Logan. And Ethan, though. Get him out of here. Uh, tomorrow's hosts are going to be Tim and Greg Miller. Oh, that means I wow. can play some Alan Wake 2 on my desk. Uh, this, of course, has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week at uh, 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Until next time, Game Daily. And we're back. Yo, what the heck is going on, everybody? Welcome to your Super Chat Primetime Post Show with me, Snowbike Mike. And you're probably saying to yourself, Snowbike Mike, why are you just a voice, not on the screen? Because we're going to reset the set, boys, so that Ooh. means you two get out of my way. Okay. Kevin and the big dogs are coming in to reset for some Ghostbusters VR. Fun. So are we Are we, we just we're done? I'll handle it. Well, I think Blessing's good. You and I can hang, Tim. Okay, you can cool. hang with me just because he's got to get ready for VR mode. Love that. Love so that. So why don't you come hang out with me, Tim? Okay. We'll get you on the microphone and we'll clear some Sick. space for them to be able to work. But of course, welcome in everybody to your post show with me, Snowbike Mike, and one Tim Gettys. We're excited to talk with all of you. I want to give a couple of big shout outs before we start. Of course, last night we had an awesome event with the community. Over at Square Pie Guys, where we got to have a fun Greg Miller meet and greet with the whole kind of funny crew and all of you best friends here in the Bay Area to, of course, help support those big, beautiful kids all around the globe for Extra Life. Of course, if you buy a Square Pie Guys kind of funny edition pizza, all of those proceeds are going their way to those incredible, beautiful, big, beautiful kids. And, of course, all those ticket sales went over to extra life as well but yo it's me checking in with all of you i'm ready to check out some super chats and of course shout out some people who are resubscribing of course if you showed up last night thank you for coming in and saying hello to us and hanging out with tim greg nick scarpino roger was there and so many more let's give a shout out over on the twitch side first 
Okay, that's great. Let's give a shout out right now to the Twitch side of things. First, with my good friend, CK Cody. Cody with the Prime Gaming Sub for 56 months. Hybrid Theory, 88 for the Prime Gaming Sub for 17 months. Witcho, 17 for the Prime Gaming Sub for 64 months. Stingray for the Prime Gaming Sub for 11 months. And Cyberpunk Box for the Prime Gaming Sub for 9 months. Says Duke Nukem and Bones. What you know about Duke Duke Nukem and Bones? What's up with that? Bones, I don't know. Okay, you know about Duke Nukem? Remember Duke Nukem? Oh, yeah, dude. He's all out of bubblegum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a time. What a time. They tried to bring him back. They did. Didn't work. Did not work. So RIP Duke Nukem forever, you think? There's no way they ever bring back Duke Nukem, right? Yeah, yeah, forever. There we go. Forever. Duke Nukem forever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I'd, I'd be surprised if we see Duke back at, any, at okay. any point. You know what I mean? I feel like it's more likely we see our boy conquer. You know? I like that. What about Duke Nukem as like a Mortal Kombat character? That could be super fun. You know fun. what I mean? Like, yeah. I, like maybe a Killer Instinct comes back and Duke Nukem can show up there. I, that'd be fun. You know I, what I mean? I don't want Duke Nukem to, to totally die. I like him as like uh, a legacy, like... That, that's what 90s gaming was yeah yeah you know what I mean? uh, yeah like yeah, yeah. Around uh-huh. kind of like a, a, as a fun mascot character almost um but yeah it, it's hard to get right mm-hmm. <laughs> let's give a shout out to mr rhino with the follow over on twitch right now reading off some twitch resubs before i get over to you youtube super chatters crumb keys resubscribes with prime gaming for 22 months says yes now let's effing go don't forget that you can use your prime gaming sub anytime with us here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games if you or family member or friend have amazon prime you have prime gaming one free sub each and every 30 days you can use right here to keep the lights on the mics on and help tim myself and the team continue to grow this incredible small business Cameron Kennedy says, I think that Duke Nukem comes back and a small indie team makes a game and it's bad and then he goes away forever. Cam, I think you nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds, that <laughs> sounds so Sounds about accurate. right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that sounds like something that could happen. Uh, let's continue on because we got a bunch. Faint Aphid with the Prime Gaming sub for 75 months. Ryan Poalo Higgins with the resub for Prime Game for 28 months. He says, Tim, what's the next big title you want to be the lead reviewer on? That's a great question. Um... Probably Mario RPG. Okay. I think. Oh, Resident Evil. I'm sorry. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Oh, of course. Right around the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It is right around the corner. Right around. Tim, that's February, my friend. That's scary, dude. Right around the corner. Yeah. Oh, Prince of Persia. Prince of Persia. Oh, that's another. That's dope. Yeah, a lot of Tim games coming out, man. I like that. I'm pretty excited. This year, though, I think is is starting to wind down for me. Like, we got Mario RPG. Okay. There's a couple games I'm hoping to go back to. I'm hoping um, to, to over, like, the next couple months, I want to play Phantom Liberty. Okay. Cyberpunk. Yeah, of course. Um, Bless and Andy have both been like, Tim, this is your shit. Mm. So I want to check that out. They're kind of selling me on Alan Wake. I don't know. I want to give it a shot for like sure. That. But yeah, like, yeah. I don't know if I have that in me right now. Um, okay. I'm still making my way through Mario Wonder, trying to 100%. Love that. Real close. I love real that. Close. I love that. I did just an update for everybody. I've now 100%ed all of the game except for the special world. Oh, so I have okay. one special world done. I've, the rest of the level's unlocked. 
I just haven't got into them yet. There you but go, I people. I feel that's going to take a little bit. Now you know. Uh, I will pause on the Twitch side of things. We'll come back to you. Let's jump over to YouTube. It has a number of super chats right there. 007 Golden Lion with the $2 super chat says, BG3 was my goatee until Act 3. Now it's Mario Wonder. Wow. Okay, I like that. Very God, cool. The way people talk about Act 3 and Baldur's Gate 3 is if it's like the worst thing ever. It feels so weird to me. I'm like, there's just something about that that I'm like, I, I just... I don't believe it. I don't know. <laughs> Street Shadow writes in with a $10 super chat and says, on the topic of Zenny slash Bethesda, that's Zenimax for mm -hmm. you, there are, they are under Matt Booty now. ABK seems more similar to how Bungie is under SIE and not PS Studios. Bungie CEO reports to SIE CEO, Sony employee here. Yeah, that, that all adds up and makes sense. I just think that within a couple years, I think that there's going to be reorgs to make it that xbox is the top dog and it's going to then go under i think bethesda and its teams and activision and its teams are just be, going to become xbox game studios teams they might be renamed there might be an activision team i don't know but yeah i can I, see it i agree out. with that tim i think we're seeing now with Zenimax and Bethesda starting to get a foothold on that of like, how does this really need to work, right? At first they were like, hey, we're going to kind of be hands off. We're going to let you do you from your marketing side of things, game publishing. We don't want to be all up on it. But I think they learned after Redfall, we kind of have to get a little more grasp on the reins here and be a little more involved. And that's why you're seeing that. I think Activision Blizzard will be the exact same thing, right? couple of years of, hey, let's see what you got. Okay, now we're back involved. We're also looking at Bobby, right? Like, that will happen pretty quick here, and then we'll see a brand new restructure right after that, yeah, I'm sure. sure. Uh, let's keep it going right now. Street Shadow with the $5 Super Chat says, Clarity on the optional disk drive and internet connection. I believe this is a legal requirement with the FTC or some U.S. legal body. Makes sense with the DMCA stuff. Mm, mm -hmm. Still just, like, socks. <laughs> Macho Man, the real estate pro, with the $10 super chat says, man, playing through the polished Cyberpunk 2.0 and DLC, just wow. Honestly, don't see anyone who's actually played it not seeing how it's so effing good so it can break any rules and be a goatee nomination along with Alan Wake 2, BG3, and TOTK. Good for them, man. Yeah? yeah I mean do, do you think it's going to be... A uh, goatee nomination? I, I mean, for the Game Awards, not a, a chance. Phantom not, Le Liberty. Too, not, yeah, yeah. Liberty, there's a chance. There's oh, okay, a, okay. I don't think it's likely, but I, okay. I do think that there's a chance. Um, but I, I feel like, uh, I, I think that Cyberpunk 2.0, whatever you want to call it, will be awarded Game of the Year from somebody. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't think it's going to be, like, a mainstream common pick. CJ writes in with the $2 super chat and says, hot take, both 2D Zelda and 2D Mario over 3D. I don't think that's a hot take at all. Okay. That's, a, that's yeah, very valid take. Okay. <laughs> like, everyone's talking about some of the best games ever, both 3D and 2D. Uh -huh. So it's like, I, I feel like that's the type of thing of like, it's personal preference at a certain point yeah. of which one you prefer, but they're both they're incredible. Um, Kebabs writes in with the $5 Super Chat and said, should a lack of accessibility options affect a game's score or disqualify it from a 10 out of 10 goatee nom? I mean, I think that, again, game of the year is, it doesn't mean anything. So, yeah. So the people that care about that stuff, yeah, no, it's that you review that way mm -hmm. and, and uh, more people should care and all that stuff should come together in in ways that it's not currently but i feel yeah. it's more about the conversation than anything but affecting the scores i mean scores are all personal like it's 
individual stuff so if the individual feels like that stuff should affect the review then it, yes it's it 100 percent should we are getting about halfway through our super chat primetime post show with myself and tim gettys as we prepare for a very fun virtual reality stream which i'll Ooh. tell you what tim i cannot wait i've been jumping on that meta quest 3 and i am blown away by it i cannot wait to talk more about it and share my thoughts but I'm really excited because we're halfway through. And here's a quick reminder that you can, of course, get involved over on YouTube. You can super chat with any dollar amount with your questions, comments, concerns, or just ask myself and my boy Tim any sort of fun questions. And, of course, if you're over on Twitch, don't forget if you resubscribe at the Tier 1 to 3 level or for free with Prime Gaming, I'll read your resub message, and we'll talk all about it. Cozy Bear writes in with a $7 super chat and says, Hey, Tim, mm -hmm. have you had the chance to re- Recheck out Donkey Kong Country 3 as of recent. I wish, but there's just been too much to play. I, I promise I'm going to play that game. Give it another shot. Because I've talked okay. a lot of shit over the years, Mike. I'm okay. a huge fan of Donkey Kong Country 1. Okay. And 2, I yeah. think, is one of the best 2D platformers of all time. Okay. Obviously, Tropical Freeze I talk about a lot. But I've talked a lot of shit about 3. Because yeah. it's my memory of that game is it's all the things I like least about the Donkey Kong Country games yeah. and taking away some of the stuff I like most in terms of like how the characters play and all that. Uh -huh. um, but Cozy Bear and a couple people uh, out there as well have um, uh, the Final Death, I think is the other one, have been like, Tim, you're fucking wrong. DKC oh. rips. So I need to, I need okay. to check it out. Okay. Uh, going down up next, Shadowless Pokemon with the $10 Super Chat says, Hey, Tim, wanted to get your thoughts and hype levels for Game Freak's upcoming project, Bloom. Zero. Oh wow, zero. Okay. I, Game Freak man. So like, Game Freak Pokemon people, right? Yeah. So why are you not excited about their upcoming projects? I've never liked anything they've done that's not Pokemon. So, oh, so this is not. This isn't a Pokemon Bloom whatever no, project. This no, is. No. Hey, we're doing something totally different. Yeah. What? Give me a couple of examples of things that they've done that aren't Pokemon related products. There was a game called Town, I think. Okay. <laughs> not um, good. Not, not your my vibe. Thing. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Just, just. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right, I like that. I like you need that. To fix Pokemon. Figure that out. Bander SN writes in with the five dollars super chat. Says I'm two hours from SF, but I had a three hour grad school lecture and couldn't make the meetup. If I'm in SF and get the KF pizza, will it still go to charity? Yes. A portion of the kind of funny Square yeah. Pie Guys pizza pie purchase will go to our Extra Life Foundation throughout the month. I believe is how that's said. Yeah. A portion of it. Correct. Yes. yes. Citizen Chang writes. Oh what? Yeah, he looks okay. He looks really good. <laughs> Citizen Chang with the five dollars super ready chat to see Nick. says, "Let's see the hot dog in the string bit." I mean, if only Andy did it. You know what I mean? Uh, if only Andy did the hot dog in the string bit. But I did it. I did it yesterday for the people. Chris D writes in with the five dollars super chat and says, "Please rank these potential tour guides: Link in Hyrule, V in Night City." Odin and Asgard, Peter Parker in New York, thanks for everything. I mean, I feel like Pete's the one that's going to bring you to the best spots for Pete sure. Pete Parker, Peter Parker in New York is going to web you around and sling you around. Yeah, gonna You're going to have the best time. Yeah. Link, Link's going to suck. He ain't talking. But he doesn't talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't so like I don't that. like that. I don't yeah, like that. Real quick, just a heads up. V and Night City is going to be lit because we're going to put a chip in us and get weird. Tabutano's? Yeah, I just wanted to say, uh, you're going to see the screen's going to change, but they can't see that. I'm just showing that to other people. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, and then oh, Odin and Asgard. <laughs> That'd be fun. Okay. Yeah, he's a funny yeah, yeah. guy. I like that. 
could get bad though. Arturotron Robo Bartender with the ten dollars super chat says, Snowbike Mike, you were robbed. Baldur's Gate three is a goatee contender and will be on many top three lists of two thousand twenty three. You should be given BG three for the game draft or game draft. Justice for Mike. Yeah, that was a big, uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, point of contention. I'm not gonna lie. I saw the writing in the air. I saw the future, and uh, they wouldn't let me pick it because it had already been out, Tim, yeah. as a game preview build. You know, we're not gonna we're not gonna hold it together. I think it's bullshit, here's the deal. Dude. Let's not say anything, Tim. But my two gaming dads aren't really helping me. I'll give love to Paris because yeah. Paris tries, but like. I guess me and Paris should look at one of the gaming dads and be like, he doesn't really try here. So, you know, it, it's washed. Yeah. <laughs> it's a no, wash. I, I, I me get and Paris tried our best. You know, that's all that matters. I personally feel like you deserve it because you mm-hmm. were the first person I ever heard talking about Baldur's Gate 3 besides Hunter Sauce. Oh, my guy Hunter. He loves God, he's so cool. You know, he's doing a fun charity event this Sunday where they're going to go pick up trash and celebrate Halloween. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. I want to I I RSVP that one. So I'll have to keep an eye out. Uh, no, it's somewhere up in Marin, I believe. John W. writes in with the $5 Super Chat says, Would you rather wrestle one Greg-sized PS5 or five PS5-sized Greg Millers? One Greg Miller. Five sized PS5-sized P- Gregs. I feel like Greg's greatest asset is his size. So you want to wrestle five PS5s of that size? I, or you like, can I wrestle... Could take down... There's a PS5 right in front of me. <laughs> like, if there was five Gregs that size... I think I have a much better chance than... So, no, he says one Greg-sized PS5. Oh, wait. So, it's super tall. Or five PS5-sized Greg Millers. So, you fight five Gregs out of the size of this PS5 or one PS5 that's the size of Greg. Hold on. PS5 can't fight back. (laughs) It's got no arms. Well, it could flop on you. You got to remember, it could flop on you. I mean, but if it's just as big as Greg... Yeah, I would, I would destroy that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd rip its face places off so fast. Can I be honest with y'all? I, I talked a lot of smack about the PS5 face plates. Of course. You and did. it was deservingly so because no one really had a perfect tutorial on how to do that. And it always felt clunky pulling them off. It never felt good until recently where I put the PS5 Spider Man ones on. And I finally found the tutorial that explained it perfectly of like, here's where it ends. I watched multiple YouTube videos where all of a sudden I'm sweating pulling these off. I finally find the correct one and it's a breeze. It's just a quick snap, and it felt so good. That's <laughs> so funny. So dude. shout out to those slappies out there. You know what I mean? You Come just on. Pull up in the corner and pull down. Let me tell you what, Tim. I was sweating. Okay, <laughs> I'm lucky this PS5 didn't snap in half half the oh time, though. It's God. unbelievable. We have so much more to get through, and we got plenty of time, so there's no rush. Let's continue on with Go Delta Seven One Six, who became a YouTube member for five months. Thank you for using that YouTube membership, yeah. getting those channel emotes and supporting the team over here. Tim was Tim wasn't at the Square Pie Guys meetup, but remember at KF World Tour NYC when we all ended up at the wrong location and had to take the subway together? I will never forget. Get that, out of man. town! Dude, when did that happen? It was me and a group of like fifteen best friends who were like, <laughs> "Yo, we were at the wrong location for this bar, and we got on the subway and had to fucking book it." That was awesome. <laughs> um, Chris six. With a lot of X's, which I love. $20 Super Chat says, Hey, Blessing, Tim and Mike. I hope you are having a great day. I love all the content and appreciate all your hard work. If you were trying to enter the games industry in 2024, how would you go about doing it, Tim? Whew. 
Oof. I think there's a lot of great options. Like a really cool one is we met a kind of funny best friend yesterday at the Square Pie Guys meetup who was celebrating the opportunity that he just received a job offer from Respawn. Yeah. And he went to school for that, took Nate. an internship, and now has received a job. I think that's an awesome story, right? Like yeah. the big one is, is you oh here comes guys. Told me everything is gonna happen. You're gonna tell me everything's gonna happen in Jedi Survivor Three. They're calling it Jedi oh. Star Wars Jedi. I'm a fucking badass. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of mumbles in that. There's going to be some capitals. There's going to be some lowercase. It's going to be all over the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Kind of funny games. They donated $100 on here, too. Well, Miss Envy, I'm still getting to that, so I will keep an eye out for that one. Um, But... Uh, I think there's a lot of options, Tim. Are, It really depends hard. on what you want to get into. Yeah. Right? Are you on the game dev side? Are you an artist? Are you a sound designer? Do you want to program things? If you're doing that, you should go to school, mm-hmm. pursue that kind of education. Are you on the opposite side where you maybe want to write a blog post about things? Like Janet does an incredible job with her mm-hmm. blog. You can tr- follow stuff like that. Greg Miller does it. Greg Way podcast every single day. You could start practicing with that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think going to school for the more technical aspects of game design is definitely the way to go uh, on that side. Um, there's also the indie front, which I am always going to be a big proponent of. Uh, teach yourself if you have interest. Use YouTube. Find out how to do things. Make a game at home and put it out there. Put mm-hmm. your marketing skills to the test and all that and like make your own make your own success. That's very hard. But I think that that uh, kind of puts you in control of it all. I think the, the big problem with where we're at currently is when other people are in control, limited opportunities. I think there's mm. th- there's simultaneously more and less opportunities than ever right now because there's more games being made, which means there's more people working on games. But it also just means there's more kind of uh, demand and, mm. and more people that wanting to do it. Whereas back in the day, it's not like there was a bazillion college courses on how to do game design or yeah, different yeah, elements yeah. of like whether it's animation or writing or all that stuff. Now there are <laughs> every school has it, so it's just like there's just more people that are that are trying. So it's that makes it easier. It makes it harder. Yeah, I like that, Tim, as well. I mean, there's so many awesome opportunities and avenues to get into it, right? If you want to be a Twitch streamer, I think it's as easy as ever to be able to turn on a Twitch stream and be able to jump in front of the camera and have some fun or go no cam if you so well desire. But that also goes down to consistency, right? You guys have said it so many times. You got to first just try, start, and then once you find that you enjoy it, if there's something you like, find a consistent schedule, stick to it, no matter what the numbers are, no matter who's there. Could you? Just be your mama or your dad. Have some fun. Enjoy yourself. And then you'll grow from there. But you oh, got to stay consistent. And, and, and that's the thing where it's like, obviously, just because you do it doesn't mean it's going to work. Yep. But uh, if you don't do it, it won't work. That's, Correct. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, you are, you are obviously such a great example of this. I'm just like, I bet there's so many people out there that don't know how long you've been streaming how mm-hmm. how the your podcast with tom bach with tom bach yeah yeah oh my god shout out to tom bach you put in the you did it like you mm-hmm. really did it and you tried so many different things and when something wasn't working you pivoted you you tried longer until you realized like what to fix what not to fix all of that i i don't know man it's very impressive but i do think that it's a perfect example of like if you put your mind to it it could happen yeah yeah, I think for Chris, who also is on the Twitch side of things, which everybody has uh, counted out right there, has used the Hype Chat feature for $100. So, Chris, thank you so much thank for you your so donations. Much. But most importantly, Chris, find out what you want to do. Yeah. Let's start there. You start at square one, and then you go attack and you have some fun. Try, fail forward, as everyone says, and try again for yep. sure. And also remember, you know, a number of us, you know, 
didn't start as a full-time job. It was a passion project. Mm -hmm. It was a secondary job. It was something that you did in your off time. The hustle is real. You got to have the hustle. You got to keep trying, Chris. So best of luck to you. Let us know what you do and what you're interested in. We'll keep an eye out there. I mean, dude, the biggest thing, real talk, it's networking. And like mm. people don't want to hear it, but that's yeah. ju- it's simply the truth. And you just being around other people and being good. I think being a good person, being cool, mm. being fun, all that stuff goes a long way because when opportunities come up and people are like, oh, we're looking for a writer. We're looking for a streamer. We're looking for a, a PR person. They're like, oh, that person. Oh, I, my I, God. I, yeah, like, yeah. And so you can go to meetups. You can go to like there's so many like um, like gamer trivia nights or like um just uh g- game dev little soiree yeah I don't yep, yeah know. yeah uh-huh. like, you can find this stuff pretty easy and there's again more than them than ever uh and it's hard to put yourself out there but that's how things get done yeah you know i love seeing roger continue to grow and blossom because roger kind of a shy guy but when you put roger in the room and you shine, tell him hey baby, go out there shine. and smile and meet somebody new he does it, right? And I'm always impressed by that. So shout out to my guy, Raj. Let's give some shout outs before we get out of here. Uncle Death with the resub for Prime Game for 31 months. We got the Ferg man right there with Prime Game stuff for 17 months. Says, Mike, when are you finishing Kingdom Hearts 1? Uh, I would say that would happen maybe next week if we have some extra time or the week following. But I'm excited to finish this. You're close, I'm dude. very close. And then we look at Kingdom Hearts 2. But I, I'm fully committed Whoa. to this. This is not something we're going to make it 90% of the way and then give up. We got to finish this. I'm so excited. We got to see you, what's dude. up with Ricky. There are mo- yeah. What's up with Ricky? What's up with Ricky? De- Ricky's got a good heart. But he I'm does, a little man. worried that it's tainted by the darkness. <laughs> You know what I, I mean? Like, what, what, what am I going to do with Ricky? I don't Dude, know. You know what I mean? There are moments in Kingdom Hearts 2 that I cannot wait for you uh, to see. I hope. Do they have a dope dope beat? Because I'll tell you what. That opening beat is so good. Oh, yeah. I I don't think anything will ever <laughs> top Simple and Clean just because it's so the iconic. The first one. The first one. Okay, really? Okay. But okay. Uh, on a personal level, I think I prefer the second one more. Wow. The opening of the second game is a absolute banger. Oof. Mr. Rhino, my guy, has also followed and now used his Prime Gaming sub with us for the first time. Shout out to Mr. Rhino. Davey Mack with the resub of Tier 1 for 14 months. Thank you, Davey Mack. Uh, Bad Clay Fly, thank you for the Prime Gaming sub for 62 months. Says, Mike, shine a flashlight up at your face like you're telling stories in the dark. (laughs) Shout out to Kevin for always working the camera and also getting the set done for the big stage here. Brian with the Prime Gaming sub for six months. Says, awesome to meet you all last night. Great chats, great pizza, all for those big, beautiful kids. Tim, delicious pizza. So good. Oh, my gosh. What a great event, man. That was that was perfect. Awesome perfect. event. Incredible best friends here in the Bay Area. Near and far, a couple of best friends drove from Utah wow. out there. A couple flew out from Austin, Texas, so cool. and beyond. So really great to be around you. I think that's one Scotland. of those. Wow. Yeah. One he didn't of those... fly just for, he came to TwitchCon. Oh, of course, TwitchCon. Yeah, he yeah. Then came what, from Vegas to us. <laughs> one of those special ones where it's just nice to see everyone. You know what I mean? It's nice to start getting back out there and seeing the team and seeing the best friends out there. Let's finish it off with our final three before we say goodbye for Games Daily. Guy V with the Tier 1 sub for 47 months. Thank you, Guy V. Clammy Money with the Tier 1 sub for 93 months says, is BG3 easy to get into for someone who doesn't really play games like it? I mean, I'll you answer that. Me. It is. 
I, I do believe that it is easy. I think it's something fun because this was something we did before D&D, so I wasn't accustomed to dice rolling. I have played XCOM before, and I feel like you got some XCOM X, right? Like where you move the pieces on a chessboard and they kind of move forward, and you pick what they do in a turn-based situation. But I do think I do think that BG3 is a welcoming experience for friends to be able to jump in and have some fun with. Would you ever awesome. think you'll try it? No. I mean, no. It, I think it's so big, it's a little scary, you know what yeah. I mean? But, man, is it fun. It's a really good time. I think it's worth it. She said so big, it's scary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, R- Which one do you think that is? I want to say RG Lane, but I don't think that's it. What do you think? Agent Lane? It's got an R... Yeah, I don't know. That's hard. It's always fun. I'll get lamb for you. Oh, I liked it at the beginning, and then the, then the end you didn't stick. I didn't like That's what it. I'll get lamb for e. I didn't love the ending there. Uh, thank you for your resub. Thank you to everybody tuning in and having some fun. Of course, that's Tim Gettys. I'm Snowbike Mike. This has been Kind of Funny Games Daily for this lovely, incredible Thursday. We're going to say goodbye, and we're going to kick it right back to the big set for a very fun VR stream, which I'll tell you about in just a couple of moments. If you're watching live on Twitch, you don't got to go anywhere. If you're watching over on YouTube, there will be a brand new link for you to jump in and have some fun. We'll see you over there in just a couple of minutes. Goodbye.